Welcome to episode 50. 50. 50. The full half century. 50. They've let us do 50 of these. That's 50. That's not healthy. Of the In the House podcast, the official podcast of Scouse's House Supporters Group, which is an official supporters group of Louisville City Football Club. I am your host, Evan Floyd. Yeah. And I, oh, thanks, buddy. And I am uh, tickled to be here tonight. It's it's going to be a good show. It's just Andy and I, so those of you who tune in for our wonderful guests can shut us down right now. Uh, and <laughs> uh, and don't waste any else. more of your lives, because it's fine. just Andy and I tonight. Although, in retrospect, if we had been more aware that this was the 50th episode... Yeah, we maybe could have made. We, we could have blown have had this like out. A thing, yeah, we right? could have blown this out, made it a made it a big deal in yeah, some way. Yeah, we could have seen what kind of player situation. We maybe could have bring gotten. on Brad Estes Brad, or uh, maybe an owner. You, you know, know yeah. really reach out and make this thing bloom. We didn't do that. We didn't do any of that. <laughs> we we realized that this was episode fifty about forty eight seconds ago. Uh, yeah, that's my bad. It's all right, man. And uh, so here we are, episode fifty. I am your host, Evan Floyd, and I have a quick disclaimer that I am an employee of Louisville City Football Club, and the opinions that I express on this podcast are only my opinions and not necessarily the opinions of the team at large. Uh, but my opinions are worth oh, not much. And in order to uh, provide a little levity, a little brilliance, a little insight, and a little, uh, you know, uh, je ne sais quoi, (laughs) I'm going to bring on my partner, and I can only think of one man suited to the job, who tonight is coming to you live from a true value hardware store in Warsaw, Poland, Andy Frederick. Andy, welcome on, buddy. Thanks, man. You doing good? I'm good. Um... I tell you, if you want to find maybe the best true value hardware store in the world, yeah, go to Warsaw. Quality lumber. Oh my gosh, they've got they've got every kind of it nut and bolt that you could ask for here. It's crazy here. Well, I'm building. It's the size uh, of the Mall of America. Well, I'm building a soccer pitch in my backyard. That's smart. Smart. That's just you know good to have. My wife is not pleased with it. No, no. It is encroaching on other people's yards. I would imagine. you're. Yeah, I've been in your backyard. I'm, it's not large enough for a soccer pitch. No. Maybe like an eighth of the size? Yeah, I mean, you could play like a three-a-side pitch back there maybe for eight-year-olds. Do you think the team would come play? No, I don't. I mean, maybe in the off-season if you asked really nicely and what bribed them with stuff. really nice and... I had spritzers. Well, then, well, then everyone would come. So a, a nice, a nice spritzer. Who doesn't a Tosh definitely strikes me as a spritzer. Guy. You think he's yeah. a spritzer? Absolutely. Man? Well, we'll find out. All right. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God we did that. Like, what would this show be if we didn't uh, no. wax poetic about nonsense for the first two minutes? Oh no, yeah. Um, but no, let's uh, let's let's kick this thing off. Um, Let's let's bounce straight into it here. Uh, maybe toss a coin. What do you think? Yeah, I think that uh, you're up there, boss. Right, yeah. For those of you wondering at home, heads yeah. will be a game preview first. Mm-hmm. Tails will be a game review preview. first. Hey, look at that! It's tails. It's tails. All right. I, I like tails. I, I've never hidden from the fact no, that I prefer always... doing the game review yeah. first. 
it just makes sense chronologically. Honestly, when you start doing the game previews Preview first, beforehand, it, you, it gets weird. you naturally, for context, will talk about the previous game, yeah. and then you feel you feel disjointed. So I'm, I'm glad that we uh, flipped a tail here. I think this is the second or third time in a row. I, I like that. Let's yeah. keep that train rolling. I'll do my best to keep flipping. Well, and when every we, when we, we don't have, have guests. Yeah, so. every guest we have, we have to let them know. Hey, come on, man! Flip the tail. Because otherwise, because <laughs> otherwise, Evan gets discombobulated. If you, look, you gotta flip the tails, or it's gonna get weird. It does. Uh, okay, so tails game review. Not a, not a pleasant game to review, honestly. Uh, we dropped the game. Lou City lost a home game to a expansion team that had not yet scored a goal in league play. We lost to them three to two in this game. Uh, it was a back and forth affair. Lou City jumped out to the lead yeah. on a really nice uh, goal for Magnus Rasmussen on yeah. an assist from Sean Tosh, uh, and then within seventy seconds, yeah, uh, it was leveled. Uh, where we just got caught snoozing, and we'll get to the whys of all of this here in a minute. But for now, we'll get to the what's. Uh, fell behind one nothing very quickly, and then not long after, I mean, sorry, got, the game was leveled one one, and then not long after, uh, surrendered a second goal. Yeah, uh, this time to former Lou City striker, uh, familiar face Chandler Hoffman. Mr. Hoffman. Hoffman got uh, got goal number two to put Birmingham on top. Uh, the game played out for oh another 30 40 minutes of just sort of not much happening no it was a very you know we we talk about um whenever we play the red bulls Mm -hmm. how midfield always tends to be this really tight meat grinder situation yeah and watching this game it was like you did that but like pulled it apart okay and like the entire field kind of felt like that to me to me no I, i think that's a reasonable analysis I'll say that uh, then in the 80th or 81st minute, something like that, we uh, we pulled back level mm-hmm. on an own goal, the second own goal that we have uh, created on this year, and that was fine. I mean, uh, I like when we score, regardless of how yeah. those occur, and uh, got the goal. And then, uh, sadly, uh, we we really were going for the win. You could feel it. You could see the lineup changes that, that we are not satisfied to draw this team at home. Yeah. And uh, perhaps took off one too many defenders and then uh, got caught on a bad rotation in the back on a set piece. Nobody covering the far post. Ball played in on the set piece directly to the guy. He trapped it, had plenty of time to let it settle, picked his spot, and blasted one. Uh, we fall that we we fall three two, and that would be the uh, final score, a three two loss. Uh, there are a lot of interesting bits about this game. Obviously, it was supposed to be played on Saturday night. Yep. And uh, I all right, I'm gonna take you under the veil here a little bit oh. and tell you that. Uh, Behind the curtain. Okay. Yeah, uh, I was uh, part of my role now with the team is in game day operations, and so I was in on all of the conversations about whether or not this game was going to be played. Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you this: there was no one who didn't want to play the game. Everybody wanted to play that night. Yeah, and all of the weather reports that we had read suggested that we were probably going to be in good shape to play that night. I've seen things about why we had the tarp off the field for that whole time, mm-hmm. and there are legitimate field and sponsorship and uh, grounds crew reasons, many of them, mm-hmm. of why the decision was made to take the tarp off when we did. But mainly it was that 
our best chances of playing that game were going to be early yeah. or late. And so uh, we took some chances to hopefully play the game early. Obviously, uh, there was a delay at the start of the game while uh, conditions were being judged. They decided, hey, let's get this thing in. Let's go play because uh, this is as good as it's going to get for tonight. Let's go play. Yeah. Both teams agreed. You know, you're playing on the same field as the other team. Yeah, it's going to be sloppy, but it's going to be sloppy for everybody. everybody. Yeah. They get out on the field. They start the warm-ups, and then – Hell broke loose from the skies, and uh, a, a epic, yeah. a Cincinnati game oh like gosh. downpour. I don't occurred. know how many times I heard staying in in the house. I heard somebody say the the word Cincinnati. Yeah, well, I mean, it remember, was, and it was, and it was, it was almost identical conditions where it was just a blinding yeah. sheet of rain, and that level of rain only took place for about fifteen minutes. Uh, but that 15 minutes uh, decimated the field um, and took it beyond repair. Yeah. And the thing was, it was going to be beyond repair then, and it was going to be beyond repair for a while. Yeah. And uh, people looked in, checked in, tried to make decisions about whether or not we'd be able to get the game in. Nobody wants a situation where you have got to, uh, in the middle of September, uh, try to work in an extra midweek game with... You know, all the travel that entails, yeah. uh, all the tired legs you're going to be dealing with at that point. Uh, mid-season, mid-week games, makeup games are are tough to schedule, tough to play, tough on everybody. And so uh, it was determined that uh, both teams could play it in the morning. So we did it. Uh, it was cold weather, but honestly, it was crisp weather more than anything for the players. Yeah. Uh, it was Bright. It was chilly, but it was, you know, it was... When you're out there running, they don't care that much about it being in the low 30s, which is essentially what it was when the game kicked off. Uh, and I don't think you can blame any of this on conditions. I thought that uh, the play, the field played okay. It was a little sloppy in places. It was a little wet in places. You could see some water spraying up. But, I mean, I don't think any of what happened can be blamed on rain. Uh, I think what you can conceivably point to is exactly what Andy and I talked to Danny Cruz about last week, which was we got hit on counters twice. And uh, this team, as it is built, in my opinion, is built to get a lead and play with a lead. We have a dynamic offense that, for the moment, is creating a lot of really nice scoring chances and not converting all of them. Not converting enough of them. Uh, but again, I feel like you can see it when we talked about last week. I mean, I feel like you can still see it. Even in a game like this one, you can still see it coming together mm-hmm. more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the risk that you run with something like that is it does take defense a little bit more time to set up. Yeah. Now, I get accused, and fairly, I get accused of looking at this team with rose-colored glasses. And if you think that me going to work for the team is going to make that less, <laughs> uh, you're wrong. But I can and will be critical when I think that it's necessary. And the defense isn't playing well enough right now. No, uh, we don't make any, we don't hide the fact that we really like, frankly, especially the defense guys that we've talked to a lot, had on the show, yeah. like as human beings, and it's been a strength of this team for a while. Uh, when you look back over the championship runs. 
whether it was Tosh and Paco, whether it was Alexi and Paco, uh, whether it was Tarek Morad anchoring a third man in back line, or whether we were playing Kyle Smith and Oscar Jimenez along the back line, mm-hmm. that back line has always been either very good mm-hmm. or excellent. Yeah. And, uh, really formed the back, the backbone of what won us a couple of championships. We, Other than a couple of weird games like the New York Red Bulls game right. last year with 5-1, all of our playoff runs have been like shutouts and one goal against performances where yeah. we really put the screws to people and they can't score on us. Right. But having said that, our defense is not playing well enough right now. What do you right think now. is happening? I think that... Coach Ackworth makes zero bones about the fact that he wants to attack. He wants to attack a lot. Mm-hmm. He wants to attack right from the first whistle. And he doesn't want to stop attacking until you got a three-goal lead and you can you know, start passing the ball around, making them chase you. I think that he's been clear about that mentality, mm-hmm. talking to fans, talking about wanting to play a beautiful and attacking brand of soccer. I think he's also been – it's clear when you look out on the field that this is a team that is pushing forward at all times. Yeah. I think that uh, right now, our age is not helping. So when it comes to the playoffs, I think that our experience and our continuity and not making mistakes has been key. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that right now, we've seen some young legs blowing by some of our more experienced legs. Yeah. And... We are not rotating properly, and we are pushing our right and left fullback way up the field. So Oscar and Sean, mostly Oscar and Sean, because mm-hmm. that's mostly who's been playing in those roles, have been playing way up the field. Yeah. And that leaves you a two-man island in the back that's Paco and Alexi, and they have to play perfectly. Yeah. And they have to not let people get behind them. And... I think that we've been being lulled into sleep a little bit mm-hmm. because I, I see those two guys drifting farther and farther up the field. There are points in some of these games where you're seeing those two guys across the midfield line yeah. and really just trying to serve the ball back in. Now, I said earlier that we play a style of soccer that is designed to be a, get you a lead, increase your lead, hold your lead. Uh, and we haven't been getting that lead. And that's the problem. Yeah, uh, we haven't been getting out to a lead and then having it for any amount of time. Right. Uh, in this year, we haven't been leading games for very much clock time, no. uh, and that that hurts this style of play because when we fall behind, we play almost all our entire games with people in front of us, going into nine and ten man mm-hmm. lines. And uh, that's really hard to do when a team settles in and says, we're just going to wait, and then we're going to sing our send our fastest guy. And uh, listen, I love Paco Craig. Mm. Paco got beat. I mean, just beat. Yeah. Outrun down the yeah. wing for the first goal. Yeah. And I love Oscar Jimenez. Love him. He got beat. Just beat on that second goal down the, down the wing. Mm. And that's two guys who are all-world USL performers. Guys who Paco's been first team all league the last two years. Oscar easily could have been the last mm-hmm. two years. Uh, 
and they just got beat. And then uh, it doesn't help that on the other end, Sean Tosh got beat by Chandler Hoffman to the end line on that goal. And then there was I, I don't even, I don't even think you can point a finger at anybody in particular except maybe Coach Hack for the third goal that there was just nobody there. Like there, I mean, the guy just waited for the ball, trapped the ball, scored the ball. Yeah. I mean, that's that's as easy as it can possibly be for a winger to score a goal, and that's what he got. We used to talk a lot about <clears throat> the strength of the team being that we were so good at breaking up a midfield. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, to me, it. It doesn't feel like that as much. Okay. It doesn't feel like that as much. Um, I wonder, part of that this past week may very well be that we haven't had Paolo. Yeah. And so not having your captain and a three-and-a-half-year starter uh, in his typical role in the midfield, which is usually more Mm -hmm. defensive-oriented, maybe a bit of an unusual central midfield combo in – uh, Magnus and Nile with Nile sometimes going out and sometimes coming yeah. back in and Speedy. So those three sort of uh, well, playing all around. I guess what I'm getting at is do you think in having a more in, in having a style that's m- more focused on attacking, do you think you sacrifice some of that? Yes. I mean, you, you 100% sacrifice some of that because if the ball is always in the opponent's other end, you shouldn't be having a lot of really clean midfield play. You're trying to crack the defense like cracking a safe. Yeah. And uh, that's it's hard to work through the middle in that because everything's so bunched up. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't have that rose-colored of glasses on right now. I mean, it's, it's not been good. We've played four games. Yeah. We're two wins, two losses. And that is against four teams that or three four teams that really probably won't be in the playoff mix, yeah. or if they are in the playoff mix, probably won't be factors when it comes right. down to you know just teams that happened to make it. Uh, you, we haven't seen Tampa or St. Louis or Indy or Pittsburgh or Nashville yet or New York Red Bulls. Yeah, the teams that you really think are likely to be there at the end, even Charleston to an extent. Yeah. Teams that you generally think they'll be there at the end, and we'll have to we'll we'll have to match up with those guys. We haven't played them yet. Yeah. We've played four teams that shouldn't matter when it comes to the end, and we're two and two. That's not good. It's not what Lou City expects. It's not what the fans expect. And uh, I think that if you went and asked them, that the it's not what the players expect. I mean, uh, these are games that we would yeah. have thought. You would have thought we'd come out of these four games, you know, three wins and a draw mm. or something along those lines. Now, it's not been good enough, and it's going to have to be fixed. And this team, as it is currently playing and currently constituted, isn't a title threat. It's not. The way we're playing right now, with the players who are playing right now, it's not, it's not good enough to win a title. We've seen what it takes. I went back and watched the championship game. Yeah. And, oh, my God, the difference in the crispness, in the intensity. Now, it's a championship game. Of course, you're going to be intense. Right. But in terms of just, like, how clean everything looked, how coordinated everything looked, what a plan looked like yeah. in that game. And that wasn't even one of our better performances. It was just sort of the culmination. Yeah. We're not anywhere near there yet. But I think now is the time, this early on in the season, like you said, we're four games in, but, you know, Say it a different way. We're only four games in. That's the that's the 
upshot of all of this is yeah. that we have got 30 games to figure this out before the playoffs arrive. And it's not like we've dropped we're not we're not sitting here at no wins, three losses and a draw. We're sitting here at 2 and 2, yeah. which is not where we expected to be and not what we would have wanted, but it's not into the world. You say we're in sixth place, we're in sixth right, place now. right now. Now there are probably three or four teams behind us who have a game in hand on us that could maybe pass us. Probably. Yeah. I think that there are teams out there who only played three and we've played four. Yeah. But let's say every one of them gets those points and passes us, and we're sitting in ninth right now. That means we're in the middle of the damn table after four games with 30 games yeah. to play. The amount of things that are going to happen in this season, the amount of ups and downs. Now, we came out like a house of fire last year, won six games in yeah. a row on the trot or something like that to start the year before drawing at uh, before drawing a game and then losing at Indy. And then we had a stretch of like five games that was unpleasant. And I think we went one win, three draws and a loss, or one win, yeah. two losses and draw. We've had stretches of yeah. poor performances before. And this is one of the weird things. We typically play better against better teams. Like if you look back at what our record is against everybody but Red Bulls who have a weird thing and yeah. Cincinnati who was always good and is a great rival – Against all the other playoff-level teams, we've always played really well. Yeah. We've had tendencies to drop weird games against teams like Toronto and Richmond yeah. and, and lose games we don't deserve to lose or shouldn't have any business losing. It's super early. we got to let the cake bake a little bit. Yeah. you got to find out what we've really got. Uh, I expect that we'll see some lineup shifts mm-hmm. i expect that we'll see some tactical shifts mm-hmm. uh coach hackworth isn't new no <laughs> he's, yeah he's he's new to the team by five or by six months or eight months or however long he's been here now but he's not a new coach he sees what's happening and understands and then let me throw on those glasses for a second and tell you go back and watch all these games and tell me that you couldn't see us having being 4-0 mm-hmm. with 12 goals right now or 14 goals right now. With the amount of chances we've created and haven't quite put in, I believe in the guys that we've got attacking. I believe they're going to score goals. And if we keep creating chances like we have, you could easily, with a couple of weird bounces mm-hmm. or a couple of clean hits instead of deflections, a couple of uh, finishes that should have gone in. Niall had one last week, two that he should have put yeah. in. Uh, we know that uh, Speedy had one he probably should have put in. Oscar's got to be having nightmares about the one he didn't put in. Magnus put one over the bar that had yeah. no business going over. I mean, and that's just ones off the top of my head that I remember. Yeah. That's not even all of the chances that were created in that game. But that game, we easily could have scored five, six goals if everything goes yeah. right. And some of those are like, they're misses, but they're misses, but like, Two to three inches down, yeah. and that's a goal. Or, uh, I mean, or you know, an eighth of an inch on your boot. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. uh, it's it's an we're not in panic land yet. And if somebody out there is in panic land, settle yourself. Have, I would have some purple stuff. I would rather the sharpening of this knife happen now. Sure, you know what I mean. Yeah, like we said, these are like minuscule. Things that have caused mistakes, right? Yeah. And but I'd rather... Minuscule mistakes are usually the ones that are easier to solve. So I'd rather be sharpening this now. Go through it now, yeah. Now, 
with that being said, I'm not going to play psychologist because I'm not one, although I have a person with a psychology degree sitting across the table from me. So maybe maybe we'll put you to work. But uh, I'm not positive that it's not good that we didn't come out super hot. We've just won two championships in a row. We've brought a big bunch of that core back. Yeah. Some of them have got to be a little disappointed they didn't get higher level opportunities. Yeah. And they've also got to feel like, you know, we know what to expect here. We're, we're the best team in this league. Don't worry. Like, we're fine. I'm, I'm not sure it's not good to get kicked in the mouth a little bit early in the year and sort of refocus everybody. Yeah. Like, hey, this league is getting better every year. Yeah. You're not that much better than the teams you're playing. And uh, if you want to if you want to hold on to those trophies that you guys are winning, then you're going to have to get your shit together. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not sure that it's not good that we didn't come out struggling a little bit and so that there's no complacency in the middle of the season and some of the harder parts yeah. of the season. Keep it grounded. Absolutely. I, I've personally, quietly, I've heard that there were some uh, intense practices this week uh, that uh, the guys are sharpening up. There are some injury concerns that are existing. Obviously, we haven't seen Paolo in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh Ownby came off hurt in that game. Ballard and Hubbard obviously have been out and will likely remain out. Uh, there were some people who weren't in the 18, like uh, Sonny, mm-hmm. that you wonder how they're doing. Yeah. I don't have inside information about any of this. I'm purely talking about what everyone who watches the games and looks at the lines right. can see. Right. And I'm saying that, you know, you worry about all of those things. Uh, I'm hopeful that we can mostly run out a top flight looking lineup but i mean it seems unlikely that paolo will be back it seems unlikely that uh that it seems unlikely that Ownby be playing after coming out the way he came off in that game yeah uh i hope he does i hope he starts out on the wing and just dominates but what you know watching it you never obviously you never like to see one of your players hurt like you never mm-hmm. like to see one of your players, but there's something about watching Ombi get hurt that you're just like, God, come on! Why can he not a catch break? a break? <laughs> I agree with that wholeheartedly. And when he went down, it was like this isn't your normal. It didn't take long to realize this isn't your normal dive, right? Like, yeah, he didn't go down to go down. He no, got taken. He, down. he got taken down, and the rolling around and the grabbing into it mm-hmm. was like, yep, crap. No bueno. Uh, I imagine if there is news to hear about that, we'll hear it sooner rather than later. But, uh, you know, also, if a team doesn't have to give away information, they're not going to give away information. Yeah. I mean, I, I work uh, eight feet from a guy who knows, and I'm not hearing anything. So uh, the key to me is it's probably a good thing if you're going to have injuries to have injuries early. Yeah. It's probably a good thing if you're going to lose games to lose games early. Now, maybe this is the year that we, you know, come in seventh place and lose in the first round of the playoffs. Maybe. That will happen at some point at in some our team's point. history. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe this is that year, but I still feel very strongly that a couple of things go differently. Again, this is a team designed to play from the lead, mm-hmm. and there are games that we have lost where we could have been playing from the lead but weren't because we didn't quite convert. Yeah. And also, the conversion rate against us is astronomical right now eventually some of these counters and these great moves that they're putting on aren't going to finish in goals right Right now it really feels like every time the opposing team gets the ball on our half they're going to score 
That will go away. Sheer statistics will tell you eventually the, that drops off. The law of big numbers dictates yeah. that if we keep shooting a lot, we're gonna we're gonna win games. If they we keep holding them to six shots a game, they're not gonna score three of them every game. Right. But maybe they do. Maybe they do. And this is that year. I'm not sold that that's the case. The the right back conundrum is the is the thing that most fans I'm seeing are pointing to. A uh, question of whether or not Tosh really should be playing there. Question of whether you flop Oscar to the other side and start Francis or McMahon over there. Uh, whether or not you go back to a three-man back line and yeah. let uh, and it's have tempting. it be Tosh, Alexi, and Paco, or Taylor Pay, Alexi, and Paco, or again you throw Pat McMahon's name into the mix because those are all legit guys. Uh, I don't. I don't have an opinion yet. Uh, no. All of our guys have been getting beat. I don't feel like I feel like pointing at any one of the guys because they happened to have been beat is not conducive to figuring out how to stop getting beat. Yeah. Uh, Shantosh has proven that he is a championship level defender. Uh, Paco has proven that he is a all league level defender, and I think Alexi's frankly been the best of the bunch so far this year. Yeah, uh, the most consistent of the bunch anyway. Uh, all that t- being said, eh, I don't know, man. One, know, of, one of the things is that, and I read this somewhere, and it's true, if you want to play Magnus, and we'll talk about Magnus when we do our game pre- our game preview, but uh, if you want to play Magnus, you kind of need to be playing four, uh, four at the back yeah. because in that case, you kind of need Magnus to play the 10 spot, and you don't really have a 10 spot if you don't play Four at the back. Yeah. And so probably we keep going with this because Magnus has maybe been our best player on the field so far this year. Yeah. Uh, but we'll I see, think, man. It, it wasn't good this week. Whatever the answer is going forward, it wasn't good this week. I think you keep Tosh. Okay. I do. I am curious to see uh, Pay. 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 Taylor Pay. I am curious to see him play. Mm-hmm. I think we're all there now. But I think at least going into the next game, you keep Tosh. Okay. Because it just, my, I feel like there's now, as far as our defense is concerned, obviously there's more competition among the team for playing time, right? Yeah. And it feels like he's kind of been playing with a little bit more um, oomph. Okay. The best way that I can put it. All right. That's just from 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 somewhat uneducated point of view. Sure. Is that I think you keep Tosh I think at least for the next game. Most of the people whose soccer opinions around town that I, I take into account, people whose opinions that matter to me, mm. uh, most people have agreed that Sean's not played well. Um and I can see that to an extent, but again, I think that if we're playing from the lead, that what he's been doing all makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Uh, but we haven't been getting that lead, and I think that you're gonna soon you're gonna see a game where we win six one. Yeah. Or something like that, just because the team's good, and it's not playing well, but it's not designed to play the kind of games it's been having to play. And so uh, we'll see. And again, I'm kind of excited to play against Tampa. Or, you know, maybe uh, 
New York, yeah. like teams that are going to want to run with us a little bit yeah. and uh, see what we've got in those kinds of games. Because right now we're playing bottom feeders who are bunkering, and we're having to try to break through that all game, and it hasn't quite worked. And they've been nailing the counterattacks, yeah. and that is that is what it is. Now, we've been getting beat on those, and that falls on a lot of the defense, and a lot of the times it's been on Sean Tosh's side, and that's partially because he's pushing up really high. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. I'm not... I'm not quite ready to uh, throw anybody under any buses about their play. I think that collectively the midfield hasn't possessed the ball well enough, mm-hmm. uh, effectively enough. We've been giving the ball up in bad spots, mm-hmm. uh, making ourselves vulnerable. Yeah. There's been some lazy passes, yeah, uh, where we've been and and some bad first steps where we go in the wrong direction and then somebody blows by. There's been a lot. There's been a lot to point to about why we haven't played that well. And we're two and two. This is not a this is we're not in oh my god zone yet. Thirty games from now, you won't remember this start if yeah. we play well. And uh, that's that's all. That's all. So that's that's my game review is that uh, Birmingham I don't think beat us so much as uh, we beat us a little bit. And uh, some weirdness about the game, the start time, uh, having to get warmed up on Friday, Saturday night and then not yeah. play. And then you go home and you, you, your whole game day routine is thrown out of whack by you know, getting up I and playing actually, at 10 a.m. I was talking to somebody about it and I was like, I, you know, I think you play that game, you know, hypothetically, let's say no rain on mm-hmm. Saturday. Play that game on, you Set. know, a 50 degree clear Saturday night, I think we win that. I agree with that. But, uh, you know, I also would have said if you play them on a 30-degree night on a wet field at 10 in the morning, we'd win that game. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. Uh, I don't. I think that Birmingham doesn't want to see us again this year. I think that they know that they got out of there a little fortunate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's their first win in team history. That's their first goals in team history. That's their first lots of things. And good for them. And uh, like I say, I don't expect them to matter when the playoffs roll around. But, you know, maybe I'm wrong about that. And we get to the end of the year and they're, you know, a force to be reckoned with. Maybe we just don't know how good all these teams are yet because it's so early. And we that's look kind of back. what makes it, the expansion teams fun, though, is yeah. seeing how, what kind of teams they turn into. Yeah. But if we uh, scoot on to a game preview, uh, it's fair to say that the team we're playing this week, Pittsburgh Riverhounds SC, is a traditional power. Yeah. Uh, especially with the addition last year of Bob Lilly, who uh, let's let's cut straight to the point of it here. Bob Lilly plays the most bunkering style of oh soccer of anybody in America. He wants a zero-zero draw. He would love a 0-0 draw. Almost every game, if you offered it to him before the game started, he would take it. I, I, I strongly believe that. Yeah. Um, but that said, they do still try to score goals uh, on the counter. And uh, they have Steven Dos Santos, who's very good at it. Mm-hmm. They have Canardo Forbes, who's uh, good at making things like that happen, too. And uh, they have uh, and Nico Brett, mm-hmm. who uh, another real threat. Uh, Van Kazili has gotten us before. It's a, it's a dangerous team, um, but like I say, I won't be shocked at all if we have another game where we have 65-plus percent possession, mm-hmm. and it's just a question of whether we break them down. Uh, I feel like we can. I feel like the roster that we run out there will be interesting. I'm curious if some of these injuries are going to result in us seeing uh, maybe a lucky Kosana get a start out on a wing, 
if uh, we're going to see them try to play a two-man pivot in the mm. midfield or three, if they go three at the back or four at the back, there are a ton of adjustments that could be made. Yeah. I have a hunch that this lineup will be unusual for us. That we'll look at it and go, huh. I wonder, Interesting. I wonder how they're going to line up when they get out there. Interesting. Yeah. I, I get the feeling that you're going to want to be paying attention to Twitter uh, an hour before the game and see yeah. where everybody who's playing because I doubt that it's going to be, you know, what we saw for the first game of this year where it was, you know, it was the play the hits, man. Yeah. Start the favorites. Yeah. And uh, I think that you're going to see some some changes to that lineup this week. I won't be shocked if we see Pat McMahon in the game. I won't be shocked if we see Lucky Kosana. I like watching Lucky play. Yeah? I like his placement. Yeah? I like where he puts him, as in like where he puts himself. Sure. I think that it wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility to think that if Sonny Jeanne is healthy, healthy, that we'll see Sonny. Uh, Maybe Napo gets some run this week. I saw that guy. You saw that guy? I saw that guy at Kroger. (laughs) Was he buying anything good? Yeah, actually. Yeah? Here's what's weird. Okay. Is that... As you know, as a fanboy, I absolutely, when I realized it was him, hurried up and got the rest of my groceries and got in line behind him. So you stalked him a little bit I, I, that, in the grocery. Stalking is not the word I would use. Okay, what word would you use? Um, you know, followed close. It's not the. It's not <laughs> the um. Yeah, he had some. He had some some healthy stuff in there, like mm. some yogurt. Okay, a lot of hot protein stuff. Yeah, he had a um, a wonderful looking summer sausage in there. So this is the kind of uh, information that people really come to us for. They want yeah. the dirt. You know what? Remember that movie Casino? I do. Remember how? You remember why Ace was so good at predicting scores? I do. Is because he did his research. Like yeah, deep deep research. Yeah. Right? So you're saying Napo might play this week? He's 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 protein loading. Ten goals. Ten goals. <laughs> Holy crow. That would be worth noticing. Um, no, I'm, I, I think that we could see a strange lineup this week. Yeah. And uh, there are some guys who haven't gotten out on the field. Taylor Pay is another one. Uh, might see Sean Francis get another start. It's, it's going to be a different looking lineup. I have a hunch. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Um, What's that weather supposed to do? Really nice. 74 and sunny. You said one time... 74 and sunny. If you're the home team, if you're the better team, if you're the better team, I'm going to screw this saying yeah, up, fine. but it was something that Goble told you. Yes. If you're the better team, something like you want all things. You to want be as few variables yes. as possible. Yes. That when you, when you truly are a better team than the team you're playing, you want everything to be as straightforward and as few curveballs as possible. Because... Maybe a curveball will help you, mm-hmm. but you didn't need help. Right. And maybe a curveball will hurt you, and that sucks. So you want the weather to be normal. You want the field conditions to be normal. You want everybody healthy. You mm-hmm. want everything to be as straightforward as possible if yeah. you are the better team. Right. I'm not positive we are a better team than Pittsburgh. I'm really not. Pittsburgh's well coached, they've got good talent up and down the field. They haven't had results the same way we haven't. They're mm-hmm. 0-2-1, so they are struggling right from the go as well. And, uh, you know, these are two teams used to being at the top of the uh, at the standings, and right now they're middle and bottom. So, you know, it's, it's 
a weird night. Both teams sort of desperate for a win. Yeah. Third home game in a row before a road trip for uh, Loose City. Yeah. This is a big game. It's an important game for this early in the year just to sort of tell you what kind of squad you've got. How do we respond to the fact that we didn't start the way we wanted to? Do you think, given and How the, good are our reserves, too? Given the, um, not desperation for a win, but given the, the really, like, both teams, like you said, really want that win. Do you see this being kind of a chippy game? I think usually when you play Pittsburgh, they want to slow the game down. And if they see the game going faster than they want, they'll do some intentional, you know, they're professional about it. It's usually not dirty, but they'll usually do some, I'm taking this guy down just to make sure that they don't get behind me kind of plays. Right. Uh, but they're usually smart about it. Uh, I don't generally think of them as a dirty team, so I doubt it. We've got some guys who don't like to be touched. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, so it can get chippy if you let it. But all things being equal, I think that this game will be exactly what we would expect. And it's not what I want right now. This is not the team I would choose to face with the issues we've been having, which is finishing. They don't make finishing easy. Uh, which is counterattacks. They counterattack really well. Which is having to break down a bunkered defense. They bunker better than anybody. This is this is sort of the exact team I would choose to not play right now. <laughs> and, and this year's just going to be a grind, man. Yes. It's going to be a grind. The USL as a whole has gotten better. And uh, to, to stay at the top, you gotta you really got to step your game up, and you can't take any weeks for granted. And uh, we learned that to our detriment. Now, going forward, we're going to be playing teams like freaking Pittsburgh, Tampa, yeah. New York, Cin- uh, Cincy. We're not playing Cincy unless it's the Open Cup. Uh, we haven't gotten into Open Cup yet. The draw for that will probably be in the next couple of weeks. Oh, so yeah. we're going to start seeing oh. some Open Cup stuff come up. You want to start awesome. seeing our guys get healthy. Um, and, you know, we got some guys with real miles on their legs. Uh, we are not a young team as far as the USL is concerned. As far as a lot of professional soccer is concerned, we got a lot of guys on the other side of 30 on this mm-hmm. roster. And uh, when you tack on the summer, summer sessions Jeez. now – let me throw this out there, and I want to throw this just as a, as a fun bone. Okay. I have, and I'm making this as clear as possible, mm-hmm. I have no reason to suspect that this will happen. I have not heard any whispers of it in the office. I have not heard anything about it anywhere. There is nothing. there. I've got nothing. Okay. I really would like to see Kyle Smith come back on loan from Orlando City. Kyle has suddenly gotten buried on their depth chart. He's not getting a lot of play time. That would be interesting. Right back is an area of concern. And uh, even if they just said, hey, we're going to give him to you for four games. You know, even if it was just, hey, we need to keep this guy fresh. And Coach O'Connor in Orlando City says, I know that they'll play a good brand of soccer down there, that he fits in down there, that he'll get to play. He'll stay in condition. He'll be ready to go when he comes back. Uh, but right now, we don't, we're not starting him, and he's not really coming on as a reserve. So... Down to Orlando, down to Louisville for up to Louisville Absolutely. for uh, you know for for a month, for a, uh, a two months, and you just send him back, let him get his legs under yeah. him, and we play a right back and think about it in practice how good that would be for some of the other right backs. Yeah, just in terms of this is how you do this. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be a lot of fun, and I think that we are going to need at some point to do a loan, to sign another player, to something. To fortify if we're going to continue to be hurt by some injuries, mm-hmm. if guys are going to go down and be unavailable, because 
we don't want to get to the point where we're you know putting three goalkeepers on our game day roster. You know, we don't want to get to that point again. And Hack, to his credit, saw that and put a stop to it immediately last year. So if any of these injuries are going to be more than, hey, he's going to miss a couple of weeks, then I won't be at all shocked if we start seeing some names get floated around as, uh, let's bring this guy on. That's that's what I've got to say about that. I think Pittsburgh, we won't have him for that game, that's for sure. Uh, It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough game. I would like to see us win this game. It's an important game. And also I think it would be a character building and a defining kind of game. Like, hey, this is not a problem. Everybody stick together. We're good. Uh, You lose this game 3-1, 4-1, 2-0 even. And more and more the, whoa, what's going on here? Questions are going to creep up. Even if we do lose this game 4-0. I'm not coming out of there thinking we're screwed for this year. No. But there will be people who will. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think that the time is right for us to make a statement win. Yeah. Even if you followed up with a road loss next week, winning this week would just yeah. sort of, it's all okay. Yeah. And uh, we got if, Yeah, for no other reason, just to, just for, to get that, that feeling of, hey, guys, remember who we are? Yeah. You know? Everything's fine. Uh I haven't done the math or looked at the standings from last year or know the points well enough. I knew who finished in what place, mm-hmm. but I don't know how like 51 points would look at the end of the year, where that would put you in the table. But that's what would happen if we win one, lose one, win one, lose one all year, which is where we're at right now. We lost the opener, then we won a game. Yeah. Then we lost then we or no, then we won our second game, then we lost a game. Yeah. Win, lose, win, lose all year. 51 points. I don't know what that does for you, but I'd like to see a start a Something a little, a little, a little lasting. Get a little something going. Yeah. Uh, what do you got prediction-wise, dude? I'm saying 2 nothing. City. 2 nothing city. Okay. Okay. That's a that would be a very calming game for us. It would. Um, I think I've said multiple times that I think at some point this new style just clicks. Yeah. And all of a sudden we're just unstoppable. Yeah. And it might not be for a month at a time. It might be just game to game. Yeah, absolutely. Where it works exactly right, and you get out to a one nothing lead, and they have to overextend themselves trying to even it up, and then you get out to a 2 nothing lead because you caught them spread out, and then it's Katie bar the door, and they realize, oh, no, yeah. the floodgates have opened. Yeah, if we are a team that is currently designed to attack like that. Mm-hmm. This is, I think, the team to test that medal against. Mm-hmm. And I see us meeting our expectations on it. Okay. I think this is the game that makes you click. Yeah. This is a tough, tough lock to pick. But if we pick it, I think that'll say something good about us. And one thing we haven't really seen yet this year is... A long-range strike. No. Uh, Luke got his from like 18 yards out, but it was in the run of play, and yeah. it was a worm burner. I mean, it was a good goal, but I mean, it wasn't like a – it wasn't a wonder strike. It wasn't right. a, a thunderbat. <laughs> but 
and I'm not asking for a 45-yard wonder strike. I'm just saying that I'd like to see us put one in from, like, 26. Yeah. Whether it's a set piece or in the run of play or whatever, to loosen some things up. It feels like when we score right now, we kind of have to pass the ball into the goal. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd like to see a little danger, uh, a little a little scare in yeah. the, into our opponents. And I think Magnus might be the guy to do it. I've thought he's played really well so far this season. Mm-hmm. I think that he's possessing the ball better than he has in a while. Like his first touch let him down a couple of a couple of mo- memorable moments mm-hmm. last year uh, on his return leg with Lou City. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, sometimes his toughness was a little questionable. He'd get knocked off the ball a little easily. Yeah, I felt like he's been strong on the ball. He's had nice first touches. He's been a little maybe too eager to please. He's passed a couple of times when I thought he could have shot. And I'm wondering if maybe that's not something they talk about in practice and uh, give him a, hey man, if you're at, if you're at the you know if you're 14 yards out and you're trying to thread the needle you know how about thread the needle into the net instead of trying to find that perfect passing lane? Um, it'll be interesting to see if that's something that can pan out. Uh, I think that it should be a good game. I think that it's a game that would uh, Pittsburgh's not designed to blow you out and they're not designed to get blown out. So that tends to yeah. tends to make for an even looking kind of game. But when we fall behind, we press super hard, and that opens us up for goals, as we learned in the North Carolina game. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that this is a game where we make some nice strides in those respects. We see some of those things get buttoned up a little. Yeah. And uh, I think that we get a a good result in this game, is what I'm expecting to see. Let's, let's uh, Let's do some purple stuff. Yeah, you got any uh, purple stuff left in your glass? I do actually. I've got just a smidge. Yeah, a touch. Ah, mine is uh, cinnamony tonight. Mine is honey. Honey. Yeah. All right. Um, I like honey a lot though, so that's fine. Purple stuff. Let's go back and forth here. I'll start with some Lou City news, and then you give us some Scouts' House news. How okay. about that? Yeah. Uh, Lou City news. We have got uh, the new scarf going on sale. So they started the Scarf of the Month Club or uh, promotion this year where they're unleashing one per month. Last month it was uh, the, uh, oh, for goodness sakes, um, it was the Scarf of the Month from last <laughs> month. What's the soup of the day? I, forget, I honestly <laughs> have forgotten which scarf it was. But this month it's International Flag. Yeah, uh, scarf of the month. It's got uh, got the players with uh, pictures of them with their flags behind them. That's cool. It's a cool looking scarf. I like it. It's not a traditional looking soccer scarf. It's sort of uh, it's like high res pictures of the guys. Really? Yeah. And so it's a different looking scarf than we've ever had before. It's but cool. it's it's a pretty cool scarf. Uh, and if you are a scarf collector, you will absolutely want to get it. You can only buy it at the game. The only place you can go and get it is at the game. You can't buy it online, can't buy it in the store, only at the game. So I, if you want it, go get it. I tell you, the new merch, mm-hmm. all of it, yeah, is awesome. They, the new Stay Him upped. Quietly, it has gotten really good this year. Upped their merch game. Yeah, I'm thrilled with some of the stuff that we're seeing out there. Um, speaking of merch. Okay. Scouse's house. Got Scouse's house. Our new wearables are coming in. Okay. Okay. They're pretty badass. Okay. For Scouse's House members. I'll have to buy it this year. Yeah. For Scouse's House members. Uh-huh. You can get a hat. Yeah. 
ball like a cap. ball cap. Is it a trucker hat or no, is it it's okay, not good. a trucker hat? Good. <laughs> um, I know those are the cheapest kind of hat to buy yeah. in bulk. So. Somewhere Cody Ruth is like, no. No, poor guy. A Dunsel cap. A Dunsel cap. Shout out Al Perkins. <laughs> Love it. No, it's a it's an awesome toboggan. It's got the the Scouts House logo on it, and then on the like on the little part that you flip up it has Lucy City Shield and oh nice puffy ball on top. Absolutely, which will be great for the lovely weather we're expecting this uh, this weekend, where it should be seventy four and sunny. So yeah, dude. But hey, now's the time to buy that stuff so you don't need it next year. Yeah, or for the playoffs. Yeah. So, all right, nice. Any other merch coming in? You got the the hats. You got anything else? There's talk of sunglasses. Talk of sunglasses, but they do not currently exist. Kind of, in theory. Okay, all right. Well, I'll keep an eye out for them. My wife, still a very proud member of Scouse's house, will undoubtedly uh, get us some of the good merch, yeah. and uh, I will continue to sport it when appropriate. Yeah. Um, Team news. Other than another promotion we've got going on, and I'm not—I don't want to make stuff commercially because I'm involved in the commercially stuff. But uh, this one's really cool, and I think uh, if you're not participating in it, you should be. And that's the airport giveaway. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you follow Lou City or fly Louisville, which is the Louisville Air, Muhammad Ali International Airport uh, Twitter handle. Or if you just get the team emails, you would have seen that you can enter to win a uh, flight anywhere to. Round trip tickets anywhere that uh, Louisville fly Louisville goes nonstop. Yeah, and that's 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 pretty good stuff, that's man. Pretty cool. uh, you can coordinate that with an away game trip, maybe. Yeah. Uh, you could try to coordinate that with oh, I don't know, an anniversary. Take the Mister or the Misses on a little vacay. You could donate them to I don't know a favorite podcast. You know whatever it is you wanted to do. With your tickets, uh, the chance to win, that's that's really cool. I mean, I like the promotions are, like that where it doesn't cost you anything to enter. It doesn't require anything. It's just, hey, man, we're giving you a chance to win these. That's that's good stuff. What are some direct flights that Fly Louisville does? Oof. There are a bunch of them. They just added L.A. I know that. Jeez. Like, L.A. from American Airlines started, like, three days ago. That's awesome. Or starts in, like, three days. It will maybe have started three days ago when the game occurs. So it's it's now okay. like you can fly to L.A. nonstop. Uh, we know that you can fly Vegas nonstop because yeah, we've done talking. it. Because we've done it. There are like seven or eight locations in Florida you can yeah. get to nonstop. There's good stuff. These are these are tickets worth winning. Mm-hmm. Is my point, and uh, that's because of the partnership between Lou City and uh, Fly Louisville. So I'm really excited about that, mm-hmm. and I am not eligible to win. So <laughs> are you? Oh yeah, because you. <laughs> I am not eligible oh, to man. win. Um, but no, it's it's good stuff. Uh, you got uh, got any more Scouse's House? Yes. New as speaking of away games. Well, man, it's almost like we coordinated and planned this. <laughs> no, the schedule for um, travel to away games has been posted on Facebook. Okay. Um, so if there are some games that you absolutely want to go watch, like our our revenge against Birmingham, sure. Um, all of that is is posted on our Facebook page. A couple of overnighters I saw. Yeah. A couple of a uh, couple of day back day and back trips. So uh, Scouts House stepping the game up in oh, terms yeah, of travel. Man. I like that. I was always disappointed that we didn't do more of that last year. Uh, actually organizing it. Uh, if I do say so, 
since I left Scouse's house. Mm-hmm. You guys have become a much more professional-seeming supporters group. We were waiting for you. I had a hunch that was it. Like, I mean, we were always like a plucky bunch of underdogs. You should see the file that Kenny has on his computer, and it it's actually... Stuff like, to do when Evan leaves? It's, yeah, it's, it's labeled um, Sans Evan. Okay. And so... Nice. And it's a lot. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Once Evan's gone, here's what we'll do. I mean, he's got an external hard drive for it. It's no, crazy. I mean, you guys sold out your season tickets this we year. Did. You're planning away game trips. We You've are. got sensible merch. I'm, I'm, I'm really... Uh, better organized tailgates. You guys are really... Uh, you're taking the taking Our the banner reins. is... The banner, Paul's Fruit Market, is fire. Shout out to Isaac. Yeah, way to go, Isaac, for uh, designing that bad yeah. boy. <clears throat> um, I'm going to mention this because I think it's something I'm going to try to do. Okay. Uh, we're going to start seeing promotion for an after party Ooh. at Butchertown Social. Ooh. They're going to do a, like one of these a month, mm-hmm. uh, and the team's going to promote it and encourage people to go, but mostly it's that Butchertown Social is going to be doing uh, a bunch of really sweet drink deals with our partners. That's the main reason we're involved. This is Evan and Andy breaking in to our own podcast, mm-hmm. saying that Evan used the name of some sponsors <laughs> of Louisville City FC. In this section, and I apologize for it because we're not allowed to use some of the names of some of these sponsors no. because of Andy's corporate affiliation. Very true. So if you uh, found a way to hear the name of those oh alcohol distributors, uh, please know that Scouse's House does not necessarily endorse any of those products. And we encourage you to buy all of your alcohol from Andy and Andy <laughs> exclusively. Sure. You good? Yeah. All right. Back to regularly scheduled programming. And it's really cool and uh, some nice drink specials. And I think it's mostly to find out what we've got for next year. Right. Because next year, you'd be able to walk to Butchertown Social when the game ends. And so we'll be able to find out what do we really have for that. This year, who's willing to show up when you can't just walk to it? Right. And uh, I think that the better these things go, the better it's going to look for uh, for what we can do after games. Because you and I talk about it all the time, that for us, it's the social event. Yeah. I mean, now it's work. But, I mean, before it was work, it was the social event. Like, that was what we did with our weekends. Yeah. And I like the idea of after parties. I know that the, the supporters groups have talked about maybe trying to do, like, an after tailgate. So while people are waiting for traffic to die down a little bit and you're still trying to come down off of your your uh, your 60th minute fifth mm-hmm. beer that uh, you uh, want somewhere to sort of hang out. We've talked about doing it out in the tailgate lot. I like that some of the major bars are getting behind this and yeah. saying, you know what, how about instead of just a place to be, how about a place to continue the party? Right. And so uh, I like the idea of it. I'm excited about uh, getting out there and trying it out once the stadium is torn down after each game. <clears throat> when do you get your purple jacket? I got my purple jacket. Did you really? Yeah. No, you didn't. No, I did. I wore it on sa- on Sunday morning. I didn't wear it Saturday night. I wore it Sunday morning. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty good looking, isn't it? The stadium jacket. Huh. That's what it's called. It's a stadium <laughs> jacket. Like the purple jacket that Brad always wears. Oh, you mean a blazer? Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the purple stadium no, jackets man. that the staff was wearing at the games this weekend, no, man. which are brand new and look sharp. They do look great. I'm not saying I'm not trying trying to detract from that. And if I had a nickel for every person who's like, "Are you guys selling those? Hey, can we buy one of those?" And every time I was like, "No, no, no, we're not." 
Oh man, when do you get a purple blazer? Uh, I was I've been told reliably that I will get a purple blazer if we win six consecutive titles. Wow, six. And that's from now. Like, I don't get to count the first two. It's got to be six more. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. So, so when we've won six straight, I get fitted for my own purple blazer. So They gave out the rings, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, let's move straight into banter here. I don't have much more news, frankly. No, so, uh, uh, but they gave out the rings, and the rings are great. Those things look awesome. <laughs> and uh, they gave out the rings to some really good... Uh, Hard-working people. I mean, the players all deserve their rings, obviously. And then the uh, front office staff works extremely hard, and I'm proud to work with those guys, and they deserve the rings that they got. And, like, Lance and Kevin and some of the guys got them. Uh, I've seen some stuff online about people who maybe didn't get rings, and I'll tell you this, I don't know of anybody who was in the front office who didn't. I don't personally know that. And so, uh, I, so far as I'm aware... If you were directly involved with the team and hired by the team for these things, that you you got one if you were employed by the team. So as far as I know, right. uh, that's the case. Because uh, some of the guys have been you know showing theirs off. Not nobody wears them like full time, but every now and then you'll just see people sitting at their computer trying to type with them on. It's like, <laughs> dude, what are you doing? Put that back in its fancy box. Um, but no, they're fire. And uh, it was a cool event where we gave them out at another at a distillery. And uh, at that distillery, they showed the video that we've been showing a lot now of the stadium and what it maybe will look like and uh, will likely look like. Yeah. Uh, I'll give my regular stadium update. I drove by it on my way home today. Yeah. And uh, they've now got some of the roof supports yeah, uh, the the candy canes as oh, uh, as they're getting called in our office. The candy canes are the icing on top, and so you're starting to see. If you get a chance to go sort of drive by it, you can sort of look down into the pit now, yeah. and uh, you can see what it'll probably. There's they got most of the concrete laid. I, I I know, and I'm sorry, everybody. I know I gush about this thing every time, but how freaking exciting is no, this? And we will never have this chance again to be excited about this. And so I'm excited as hell every day when I drive by it. Um, yeah, it's a, it's it's a good time to be a Loose City fan. I know that there's discord mm -hmm. about how we've been playing this early in the season, that we've not played our best. Frankly, I, I said earlier we could have won these games, you know, mm -hmm. We could be 4-0 without much difficulty with a couple of good things happening. We could be 0-4 with a yeah. couple of bad things happening or a couple of lucky bounces not going our way. So, I mean, I'm aware. and It, it will need to be better. If we play like this all year, we will not be three-time champions. No. Um, I do not think we will play like this all year. I think that you're going to start seeing some good stuff happen. But I also think that, you know... We're going to have stretches throughout the year. We'll have a stretch where we lose three straight or we go four games without a win, like mm -hmm. three draws and a loss or yeah. two two losses and a draw. Yeah. Hey, we're going to go through stretches like that. Move past it. Yeah. This is It's a long season. It's a hard haul. We're not going to run away and hide from the and, uh, and win the league by 20 points. Like That's clear at right. this point. But it's also not clear that we won't win the league. Like I feel like the the, the supporter shield is still very much in play. Mm -hmm. If we figure it out and go on a ten game stretch where we win eight and draw two, yeah. 
And uh, eighth place is also still very much in play if we go through a stretch where we draw two and lose eight. So mm-hmm. let the cake bake. Let's get there. Because I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm not worried. I don't have an opinion yet. I mean, I've been sharing opinions this whole time, mm-hmm. but I don't have a formulated, this is what this team is and how we right. will be. Yeah. It's distinctly possible that three weeks from now, Coach Ackworth looks at this team and goes, you know how I said I wanted to play beautiful attacking soccer? We can't do it. Sorry. <laughs> like, we're going to have to play yeah, something absolutely. else. Because good coaches can adapt. But good coaches also can coach their players to do what they want, and I think we'll get there. I think, again, maybe good to go through this now. Yeah. Not playing great, couple of knocks. R- reminder, we're not invincible. This is not a world-beating team. This is a really good mm-hmm. second-division American soccer team that's going through some tough times. Right now. Yeah. And tough times for us is two wins and two losses. Wah. Yeah, I know. Wah. I'm not worried. I'm just not worried. All right. I'm optimistic. Final bit of anything. Wool Cup charity soccer tournament being played on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Uh, at King Louie, if you want to get out and watch it. Uh, Scouse's house is fielding a team. And for the first time in the Wool Cup history, I will be playing against Scouse's house. Really? For the front office team. Now, actually, there's no guarantee we'll play. In fact, we're unlikely to play against each other. Because we're not in the same pool. So we are. Okay. We would only play them in the semifinal or the final. But it could theoretically happen. Yeah. And so uh, Scouse's House has a team. Front Office has mm-hmm. a team. Uh, the Coopers, Against the Grain, Deer Park Rangers, American Outlaws, Black Sheep has two teams. Uh, it's going to be a fun tournament. Going to raise over $1,000 for Kentucky Refugee Ministry. I'm mm-hmm. proud of uh, Eric Belmonte and what the... The members of the Black Sheep do putting that tournament yeah. together. It's a really cool event. The front office is proud to be participating in it. Uh, you'll see some familiar faces, but maybe not the most familiar faces on that team. Uh, I've been putting it together, and uh, here's the here's the little-known truth. We will either be phenomenally good or phenomenally bad. You don't think and there's an I don't see there is an in-between because there are a number of players on our team Mm -hmm. who will not be able to play if the team, the Lou City team, Mm -hmm. has to practice on Sunday. So some of our players and our better players are guys who will have to be at that practice if Hack decides win, lose, or draw. If Hack decides we need to play, we're practicing on Sunday. Usually, day after a game, you give everybody the day off. Mm -hmm. Awesome. But... That's not always the case, especially if you're struggling or if you just see something, hey, we need to capitalize on how well this went. We need to work on that this week. So how good we are is really dependent on Hack's whim. (laughs) And so uh, we're going to find out whether or not he cares at all about our uh, charity soccer tournament or if he just wants the team to be good. He does. Okay. But if... Spoiler alert. (laughs) But yeah. So if the team practices on Sunday, the front office team will be me and a number of, you know, very highly motivated but perhaps not experienced interns. Better with them in the shade, man. If the team does not practice on Sunday, the, the front office team may very well include several former professional soccer players. That's not fair. Some of whom 
maybe were playing professional soccer not very long ago. That's not fair. Who says that? They invited a front office team. You got a loose city oh email address. God. I have lost with the Scousers House team every time we've gone out there to play. I'm ready to win. And the sad bit is, like I say, if they practice on Sunday, I'm losing every game. Like every game. <laughs> Painfully. <laughs> I know all these guys that we're playing, and they're some very good teams, and we're not beating any of them if, uh, if some of our uh, better quality players are not available. So, I was not asked to play. I heard that. I heard that you were intentionally not asked to play. Really? Eh, I didn't know that. I'm starting a beef between you and David O'Connell. I talked to David O'Connell, vice president of Scouts' House, <laughs> just last night. <laughs> and asked him, I said, uh, so is Andy playing? And he said, no, nah, man. No, nah, I don't want to see that. I mean, that was a direct quote. No, nah, man, no, nah, I don't want to see that. That might be awesome. They don't know. Nobody knows. That's the only reason I want you to play is because <laughs> I want to see what that looks like. I don't think I've ever seen you kick anything. Not even like... You know, oh, that ball's rolling towards me. I'm going to give it a kick. I don't think I've ever seen you kick something. You don't want to. I probably, I, I desperately want to. Do you remember in um, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yes. When they pull the lid off of the Ark of the Covenant? Yeah. And the guy's face melts? Melts, yeah. Yeah. That's, just you're yeah. face meltingly good? Yeah. So. <laughs> a weird light shines from it. Oh, gosh. Ghosts start flying from places. It gets weird. Every one of the real uh, coaches or front office members we've ever interviewed, when they first meet Andy, they're like, oh, man, center back, huh? <laughs> and Andy's just like, no. Nah, nah. <laughs> no, man. You look like it. Like, until people, you know, saw you try to kick a ball, you would look the part. So... It's something. You'd think the wingspan, you could be yeah. Ben Lunt-esque. Yeah. We'll see. Lunt, again, uh, we didn't mention him. Lunt played well. None of those goals should have been stopped, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So, I don't think he's anything to lose his job unless uh, Dobro's beating him out in practice. I don't think so either. So. Um, I'm going to, I may or may not be secretly practicing. You should come. And just one day. You should come. Oh. You should come to the Wool Cup. And just quietly sit in the stands in like dress clothes, and then uh, <laughs> full suit. <laughs> and then uh, if if Scouse's house maybe doesn't win one of their first two games for the third game, you just roll down and be like, "I got it, I got it, I got this," and then go Teen Wolf on our asses. Wow. All right, I think that covers everything we yeah. needed to cover. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll we'll bring a we'll bring a talented guest back next week mm-hmm. and uh, have a nice show. Uh, if you stuck it out for all hour and ten minutes of this, then you are a, you, you're bro. a treasure. Yeah, and uh, I, I had fun because purple stuff was always tasty. That's it. You got anything else? Yeah. Well, then let's end this pod the way we end every pod. And that's by saying, Go, Go City. city.